And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. It's Hogan Johns. New Year, same old f***ing bears. What is up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you. A little bit of a role reversal here as I am in Detroit. I feel like I need to show proof. There she is. Beautiful Ford Field. And a Jeff Joniak disregarded water bottle. That probably is his. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, They use a lot of tape in here. What are they using all this tape for? Come on, Joniak. Um, But yes, Adam Hogue, Adam Johns with you. And uh, wow, this was something today. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. You can read Johnsy on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogue Johns, where you go to subscribe and catch me, allchgo.com. This will be my first like true postgame column of the year. Go read it. (laughs) You you picked a a good one there to cover, Adam Hogue. (laughs) Happy Um, New Year to you. Right? Everything about this trip to Detroit... From the uh, you know fact it's January in Detroit to the uh, I did the uh, airport hotel thing you know where it's like in the terminal yeah Tur- turns out there's uh, two terminals and uh, they're not connected so you still have to take a bus <laughs> which defeats the whole damn purpose that was cool <laughs> rookie Finley, mistake not rookie well mistake. <laughs> maybe Pat Finley had the same thing I think this was a veteran mistake good blame our friend Pat Finley yeah. do it. Uh, lots of lots of things to blame today with the Chicago Bears. This was Johns. This was just bad. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I still don't think we're in position to like really make too big of a deal with it. But I, I, I'll tell you where I'm going with um, my post game angle, which you can read. Um, but I just think it's kind of a reminder of how much work there is still left to do. Is that fair? Like. It, there's just sort of seems to be, and it even I think is related to this massive idea today that just flooded social media. That just take Justin Fields out, don't get him hurt. And I'm like, this is a game he should be playing well in. These are valuable reps, and and like, I'm not panicking about Justin Fields in any way, but he's still far from proven as a passer, and you still have to develop him. So I just I think there's a lot of work that is left to be done, and. It, it today it showed certainly on the field. I think if you're going to make a big deal about anything, it would be an injury to Justin Fields. Like that is the only thing to make a big deal out of because you're looking at a defense with two starters playing right now for next year, 2023. Mm-hmm. Just two, just two. Yeah, an offensive right line yeah. that is down to its third string right guard, a right tackle that wasn't the starter to begin this season. It's it's everything is it's in flux. It is what it is. Um. I was of the opinion, especially sometimes it's different. Like when you get to see the replays in slow motion over and over and over again, a lot of those hits that Justin Fields was taking in the first half were just awkward. 
He was yeah. getting bent backward. Even his 60-yard run. Like, he got up shaken up, did he not? Like, after that, he got stretched out once the Bears reached the sideline. Things didn't seem right. I even thought he looked a step slower than his usual self with the burst there. Like, something was was off. Like, at some point, I know he's got to play. I know he's got to play. But at, at, at what point is there value in, like, garbage time reps is my is my question. Those reps are not the same as a... As a as a true two-minute situation, they're just not. Yeah, I, I I agree. And and the Lions had some a lot of backups in on uh, in that last that last drive too. That still the Bears couldn't do anything on. I just think it's like right now, if you're going to talk about the secondary and you're going to make excuses for how Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon playing, you're like, well, they don't have a no. There's no pressure. How are you supposed to play well if there's no pressure? And I get it. Like the same thing on the offense, though, John's like you have. The pieces here you're trying to evaluate. This was as healthy as they've been on offense in weeks. And how are you supposed to evaluate those pieces if you just take the quarterback out of the game? I, I think well, that's... Well, how are you supposed to evaluate the quarterback? We're not even putting the receiver in the game. <laughs> well, I mean, are you talking about Claypool? Yes. Well, this is a whole other thing. I think it's a totally separate topic. Like, isn't that part of the things you, you, you want to evaluate? This I mean, Claypool. Like, haven't we seen enough? Like, haven't the Bears seen enough? Of Justin Fields throwing the St. Brown Dante Pettis at this point? A full sure, 16 game yeah. season has been completed. We know what they are. So yeah, I agree. With it's, it's, it's Claypool, right? And he barely played. So I, I'm. Well, I'm, and Nikhil Harry. And they were both. Uh, Claypool played been, more in the Nikhil second Harry's half. Nikhil Harry's been a, a healthy scratch this season. Well, I agree, but they're. So is. Well, I don't know if Claypool's been a healthy scratch, but. He's been hurt. Yeah. They were both out there, though, in the second half. I mean, that's my point. The Bears were trying to get some type of evaluation there. It just wasn't going well. Um, I don't know. I just look. I I think if you have, it's also easier for us to say if you have a quarterback down there on the field who's insisting on playing, who's trying to show his teammates, you know, that he's going to play through thick and thin no matter what to the end of the game, and that's important to him. And I thought I thought Justin showed a hell of a lot of leadership post game too, um, with kind of trying to spin things positive. He wasn't down on himself, and then specifically with the question that I'll give Kevin Fishbane all the credit in the world that he asked about Claypool's blow up on the sideline, which I'll be honest with you, I didn't even see. It wasn't on TV, right? Yeah, Kevin saw it the whole way. He was yeah. texting me about it from the get go. Yeah, Kevin saw it, asked Justin about it, and Justin gave a great. Answer. Um, in fact, it's probably worth bringing up here if I pull it up because um, just give me a second here because I know he here he tweeted out the whole thing. It's kind of a lengthy answer, but he said, "I'll, I'll let's see. It's great to have emotion in the game. This was Justin Fields on Chase Claypool. It's great to have emotion in the game, but you have to know how to control it. You can't let it come out like that because at the end of the day, that's not helping anybody." That's not helping the team. Everybody's frustrated. We're getting blown out. Just call it what it is. We got punched in the mouth. Everybody feels that way. We talk to them. I talk to them. That's not going to do anything. That's not helping anybody. That's just spreading everybody apart. We need to be here for each other, stick with each other, and fight. Not many teams in this league are going to fight the way we did. I don't know. I'm getting really passionate, but just like every drive, we were getting blown out, and I'm like, yo, I don't care what the scoreboard is. We're going to go out there. We're going to go play our hardest. They know that I'm doing that. 
Going back on Chase, he's passionate, just has to learn how to control those emotions and keep them inside and know what's going to be best for the team. Johns, I think you're getting like two things. There. I think you're getting why it's important for Fields to finish the game, even when everyone's saying bring them out. And you're also getting that leadership as a quarterback and calling somebody out who needed to be called out for sideline behavior in the middle of the game. I have no problem with the, the outburst. I'll be honest. He should be frustrated. He missed two games in a row. His knee doesn't feel like itself. And he barely played today. Like that's you wonder what's going on there when you keep hearing he's he's part of the offense, they have plans for him in the offense, and then you barely see him. Four snaps in the first half, I think Kevin Fishman had for him. Is he healthy enough to play? Maybe that's where his frustration is rooted. Maybe he had a good rep, maybe he was open in that one, but the offensive line can't protect Justin Fields. I'm willing to, like, I'm okay with the outburst, and I like what Justin Fields said about it. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. What if, on the pie chart of reasons why he wasn't playing, the playbook and understanding what's going on is actually larger than the knee? Because I think that's a fair question. Yep. I think if you look at how he was used early on in the game, he was basically limited to third downs. They were still having him run deep routes that required a decent knee. Like, I, I get if you're not 100%, you might be on a pitch count. When he was on the field, they they were using him like he was healthy, though. And it's, in many ways, looked more like a package of plays rather which than... Is, which is probably a layered thing, then. Injury yeah. and experience in, in the playbook. I, I just think it's a little bit of, of of all of it. And this isn't the first time we've seen this with Claypool in his career. Um, And I just think it speaks to, again, whether it's Claypool, whether it's Brisker and Gordon, who didn't play well today, whether it's Braxton Jones, who may have had his worst game of the season. Yeah, run over in a bad sack. Like that sack on Justin Fields where it's – where basically Braxton Jones was sacked into Justin Fields. Like, that one concerns you. It's not just because of the blocking, but those are the ones where injuries happen. Yeah. But these are players that we can't just pass it off like, oh, it's a lost season, everything's going to magically get better next year when there's talent, more talent on the field around Who's them. Who's passing it off, though? Well, no, I just think that it's... I think there is this assumption out there that because they got Fields, you know... Everything I think everybody knows that Poles has a lot of work to do. Yeah, I don't think they realize how much work Field still has to do, though. I guess is my point. Which is fair. Like, and there were moments in this game that I get. Look, I hundred percent understand that he's under constant pressure. His offensive line pit played terrible. But don't didn't you feel like there were moments where he was still holding on to the ball? Well, too there, long? there were times I, I literally probably not screamed it out, but told my sons as we were watching the game, get rid of the ball, throw yeah. the ball, throw the ball. Like you want him see him, you want to see him take some risks, some have more anticipation throws, which we've been consistent on from the beginning. But I think at that point in the game, my sense of urgency for getting rid of the ball was the pressure was coming after him. That was it. Like there was one on the sideline where even the announcers were like, oh, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, because there was pressure closing in at him fast from behind, and eventually he noticed it and just threw it away. But <laughs> him getting out, at some point for me in this game, 
the the reps in the second half became less valuable than him escaping with injury. Yeah. It's not a good sign when he's got five sacks on him in the first half. He's getting stretched out on the sideline multiple times, and he has a visit to the injury tent, all within the first half. Yeah. He's getting up slowly. The replays of the hits were, were, were awkward. At some point in a blowout loss, the reps in a two-minute situation against Lions backups are less valuable than his health. Yeah, I think that I this was a game where I could see it both ways. Like, if they had pulled him, I wouldn't have been shocked, and I would have thought that it would have been defensible, as they did at the end of the Cowboys game. Remember, they took him out at the end of the Cowboys game. Yeah. Trevor Simeon came in late in that game. And, and I think the Bears, like, listening to Eberflus, take me into it because you were there. Like, they talked about it. Yeah. So like, that, that risk-reward conversation was had after every possession. Which is why... I th- I'm wi- me personally why I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that as they're having those conversations and they're seeing and hearing the feedback from Fields and his the players in the situation because none of us are down there we don't know exactly what's being discussed that if it was that important to Fields to finish the game I could see why they left him in there. Given to that, there was a two. There was an opportunity there to have a two-minute drive with live reps that you're not going to get again until next season. You can't even get that in the preseason. Yeah, I, I think this is where the this, this is a very delicate conversation because I know exactly what you're saying. You're not benching players that could play, right? Yeah. You, you need to like. I'm not saying if Fields is 100, percent he should not play. But in this game, there was obviously some issue. Like last game. He came out because his shoulder was bothering him. He's, he's got his foot stepped on. Like, things are happening to him. Yeah. Those are things you, you want to avoid. I, I get that he needs to play to get better. But you got to make sure he can play in the offseason and training camp and not, re, like, rehabbing some sort of injury. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Um, And maybe chasing some great, like, let's just say hypothetically he hits Valus Jones for, like, a 60-yard touchdown there late. You know, that's a great moment to build on. But is that worth, is chasing a moment like that worth an injury? I get it. I, I get it. I get it both ways. And I'm I'm just not totally on board with this idea of sitting him. Same thing next week. I I, I I guess I get it if they decide to do that. It certainly doesn't sound like they're going to based on what Iberflu said today. Um, but I also see the value of continuing to play him. Yeah. See, I, I'm fully on board if, if he's healthy. He plays. Like, I understand that. Like, today, yeah. no problem with him playing in the first half. No problem with him running the ball. But circumstances change. Sure. Situations yeah. change. Your quarterback is getting stretched out on the sideline. Yeah. He's having a tough time getting the ball out of his hands. The pressure is in his face quickly. I just it's, think that part of the reasoning for all that can't just be, oh, the offensive line. Like, no, oh, you know, Fields has to get rid of the ball. Like, even that play where he got stripped from behind, like... Get it out. Yeah, throw it away. I, I, you got to sense that someone's coming, Yeah, right? He's looking for something that isn't there out there. Yeah. I mean, what is he, 7 for 21 or something like that? Yeah, for... I think it was like 30 net passing yards when you include all the sacks. All it's sack just yardage. terrible. Terrible. Um, I think it's good that they were discussing pulling him. 
and I think you gets kind of have to trust that. But that's not performance based. That's no. like game situation based, and that's a long term decision based type of conversation you're having. Right, which is I, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm just happy that they were at least having those conversations. Yes, yes, is what which I'm is. Yeah, it's it, it is a unique situation. You, you almost like part of you hopes that like at some point again, if he's healthy, he's healthy. But like maybe another young leader goes, you know what? He's good. Ryan, Matt, our quarterback's good. Like, can yeah. we like they think about next year, too? They sure. think about injury. I guess my point is I would feel better about just calling it a season. If he was consistently showing the same growth in the passing game that he's shown it being a, a, a running weapon. You know what I mean? Like, I understand why they're continuing to try to squeeze out as much from the season as they possibly can. I'll give you an, I'll give you an example. I, got, I took some heat on Twitter in the middle of the game because third down incompletion he had to uh, Byron Pringle where he didn't even give him a chance to, to catch the ball. There was a blitz coming off the edge, which he saw pre-snap. He got he set the protection correctly. And Khalil Herbert responsibility was to pick up the blitz. Basically deflected the blitz a little bit, but it really wasn't a great blitz pickup. And Fields had to unload the ball quickly. But the throw didn't give his receiver even a chance to catch it. It was a foul ball basically out of bounds. And my point there was part of growth in the National Football League is understanding your windows aren't as big as you think they are. We've talked about this before. If if you're waiting till someone comes open, it's already too late in most situations. And also understanding that when you know a blitz is coming, you have to be prepared, even if you think it's picked up from a number standpoint, to deliver a pass that at least gives your receiver a chance. I'm not saying it needs to be a strike, you know, an incredible throw that gets caught. Just at least put it in a position where the wide receiver can catch it. I don't think you could take all the blame off Fields in all these situations is all I'm saying. Well, to, to use Fields' own criticism of his own play, one thing he's been consistent on, I think for a number of weeks now, is getting to his check down quicker. Yeah. Where... He should have that internal clock going where he sees number one, number two, even number one, based on how things are unfolding for the Bears. Number one's not there, maybe get to the check down. So he's now one, two, run in some instances. I think you saw that a couple times, but he's been, again, consistent where I got to get to my check down quicker. Take those five or six yards that the running back can get you tight end, what have you, and move on. He's learning how to do that in Luke Getz's offense. It's probably been more painful than you'd want it to, to be, but that's where he has to grow. He's, he has said that multiple times himself for a number of weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, and I think there was examples of that today. And and at the same time, guys weren't getting open at all. I mean, the wide receivers today were brutal. So I, it's 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 all of the above. It's okay to be all of the above. Um, and But it, we also have to acknowledge the fact that He's not a finished product, and I don't so I. Anybody saying he is? Though. I, yeah, but I think then you then have to be understanding that the coaches want to get out every rep they possibly can from the regular season because they know he's not a finished product, and they're trying to 
develop him, and he can't develop if he's just sitting on the bench. Well, I think well, he can't <laughs> develop him either if he's rehabbing an injury. I think that's part of the conversation. It should be included, and it was included today, obviously, because Justin yeah. Fields wasn't close to being himself. Like, you can't develop if you're not playing, right? I yeah. understand that. So what's more valuable right now? Week 18 reps against the Minnesota Vikings or year two training camp with Luke Getze and Jace Claypool as your receiver and Darnell Mooney and maybe another free agency target with a brand new left tackle? Like, where are those more valuable snaps than the ones you're going to get against the Vikings next week? Uh, that's... That's tough because they're not game reps. How valuable are game reps when you're down 21 points? <laughs> well, that's not the question you asked, <laughs> though. You, mean, asked, yeah, you yeah. asked the Vikings game next week. Okay, what if they're down yeah. 21 points? Because apparently after getting their butts kicked by the Packers, they're going to have something to play for next week. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, this is bad. Uh, Jeff, Justin Jefferson, if you could get one catch, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Fantasy talk. <laughs> <laughs> My son feels the same. It's brutal. Who's who's getting? He's getting. A, I don't know if he has one now, but at least at the start of the podcast, he's a goose egg. Terrible. Um, no, and and that's why I'm with you. I'm with you that that games change within games. I, I think I'm just overall pretty disappointed at the offense. I thought this was going to be a day where it looked more like the first time they played the Lions, which was a very good game. Which is one of those games where you, you come away and you feel really good about Fields' growth, growth, and uh, that didn't happen today. So, well, he still I, had like similar rushing yards, but the passing yards at Soldier Field were was significantly better. Yeah, and I thought it started out okay, like you know, hitting Komet on that touchdown, and um, there just wasn't enough of it. Well, to, to hear to 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 use what the Bears are saying. I, I will say this. There is value in seeing the adjustments that the Lions made against them in this one. Yeah. Like, especially the first half. Like, those reps. I'll give you the first half reps in terms of him seeing something that was different against a similar opponent, which was he only saw, like, less than a, like two months ago, what, November 13th or something like that. Yeah, and Braxton like, Jones did say they were doing different stuff up, up front. Uh, yes. Yes. I can't remember the name of the pass rusher that – Basically ran him over into Justin Fields, but he's a better player now. Like Aiden Hutchinson's a better player. Now. I think I think you're thinking of James Houston. Is that the rookie from Jackson State? Yeah, yeah, he's a good player. Good pick. Um, yeah, he's he's the he's come out really strong for the Lions. So, and, and that's another reason why these reps matter, right? Like you know. There's another, even for Braxton Jones' perspective, you know, these are the guys you got to learn and study and play against. So I just think it's a little bit more nuanced. It is nuanced. It is. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a... mm, 
real POS. You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Vic Torinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Can we talk about that play at the end of the first half? <laughs> I, I so, thought it was just... I don't, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Even, so, even Justin said, like, I should... That was just whatever. Yeah, he away. said he should throw the ball away, but it was it was a little confusing because Cole Komet gave us a pretty good description of what the play was supposed to be. What was it? Well, that it interception, was, Aiden Hutchinson. It was supposed to be a pitch back to Justin Fields after he threw it. So, like, you complete a short, almost like a hook and ladder back to the quarterback. I think is what he was trying to describe. Yeah. Um. I meant to look this up before we started. What was the like, exact? situation again because this is where I was confused with what Eberflus said alright so it's 7 seconds left at Detroit's 45 so Flus kind of 
said you're trying to get in the field goal range there, which would make sense. You don't have any timeouts, but that would just be like the only way you can get in the field goal range would be like a quick out out of bounds. Anything else, you're screwed. And they put like their defensive ends literally on the line of scrimmage, but guarding the quick outs. Right. And they dropped, they dropped like eight. Now, what Cole Komet said was like they were trying to run this. What Cole Komet described came off more of like they're trying to, instead trick of throw play. Deep, deep for a Hail Mary, you're trying like the trick play to get a lateral to the right guy and he finds. <laughs> so just the explanations on the two. I, I My guess is Flus was trying to just protect scheme. It The play was so bad, it's like they didn't even run it, right? So like it's not on tape. <laughs> And so I don't know if he was just trying to protect it, but well, uh, well neither is the the Riley Reef out route in the end. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that didn't work either. Um, anyway, they dropped eleven. Field said they weren't expecting that. Flu said they were. It's just bad. Throw the ball away. If they sniffed out a play, just throw the ball away. That's another example. Like, what if that gets returned for a touchdown? It's brutal. Well, he said it himself. I'm not going to hold that one against them. I'm not either. Just more so the whole thing not working. It's just, I don't know. It's like the offense is really stalled out here. And I get it. I got it in past weeks, but today you were relatively healthy. Although Tevin Jenkins went out really fast. Yeah, you don't like seeing that. Yeah. I don't know. Jonathan Vilma, who was watching the game, I, what did he say? I texted this to, to the fish man during the game. Uh, where is it? He thought the Bears' offense looked checked out. I think he said that early third quarter. Looked they seem the to quote. lack uh, urgency, I'll say, after what happened in the first half. So. Where is it? I, I don't know where it is. But it, he said something like that during this game. If you're watching or listening, you know what I'm talking about. How's your uh, How's your boy Kirk Cousins doing? You're just looking at John's comment here, and <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so sad. Just checking. No, still no catches. I think I don't know. No, no. Good job, Kirk. Way to come through. I think he's probably just heard all my criticism, and now he's. He's uh he's taking it out on he's, me. He, he's playing that way. It's a personal affront at me. I think is is how I'm reading. It. So the Vikings it looks like right now as we talk, they're gonna have a lot to play for. Yeah. So if they win next week and the Eagles lose, would that mean they get the number one seed? No, they had to win both games to get the number one seed. Oh, so they have nothing to play for tomorrow. No, or because tomorrow, the th- the three seed would still be up. Okay. The two, two versus two, three. Two, two versus three seed, okay. Which it doesn't matter as much as it used to because it doesn't come in the first round by, but it would be the difference between guaranteeing hosting a divisional round yes. game or potentially having to go west to San Francisco. And if you're the Vikings and you play in a beautiful indoor stadium like that, hello, Kevin Warren, I, I think, yeah, something to play for. Yeah. All right. By the way, we haven't really talked about Kevin Warren, but... Maybe we do a big show on that on Tuesday or something. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think uh, we badly need the season to end. 
Um, <laughs> but whatever you can squeeze out of next week, I still would try to do at the risk of injury. I get it, everyone. Um, so at least the Vikings will have something to play for because – like my argument would be if it's like twenty eight to nothing. If you want to play fields, that's fine. I understand why. And I get the value in playing him. But at some point, those snaps don't equal escaping and getting into your off season with better health. Sure. Yeah, I get it. All right. Well, follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns, and um you can read me at allchgo.com. Read John Z on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. Kevin Fishbane as well. He's here in Detroit. He'll have post-game coverage up there. Make sure you are subscribed. And, um, well, we'll be back Tuesday. Dive a little bit more into Kevin Warren. I think that's a good idea. And in the meantime, uh, obviousshirts.com is where all the merch is. Check that out. That's all we we're, got. We're both rocking Under Armour today. We are. I put the tie back on for game day. It's been she a minute. Did. It's been a minute. Felt good, you know. Live reps, they're important, Johns. Even when you're in Detroit in a blowout. Your live reps. My live reps. That's what I'm talking about now. Got to, you know, refreshing up on the, uh, the old skills here. Yeah, there you go. Now I got to go finish writing. All Happy right. New Year, buddy. That's right. It is New Year. I almost forgot about that. I was too busy watching football last night to even notice the clock hit. Great games. Yeah. All right, we're back Tuesday. Talk to you then. Happy New Year. See ya. New Year, same old f***ing bears.